Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. All right, yeah, buddy, it's Thursday, and that means we turned on the mics. It's time for another LBP. That's what we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Those around me is my captain, my co-host, the man who puts the money in the lunch money. Welcome to the program, Ian. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we'll talk briefly about smart uh, smart drugs, some little-known brain enhancers, and a free way to stay connected with your friends and colleagues worldwide. It's pretty cool. Uh, I've been using this new application quite a bit. How you doing, Ian? I'm here in Bali and I'm sniffing suntan lotion, one of the greatest smells in the world. Yeah, buddy, I'm getting ready to join you in about a week, but it's rainy season, so I'm not looking forward to that. But what do you think? Is it clearing up over there? Uh, rainy season, it's beautiful. I mean, when it, when it clears up, it's got that kind of spring smell. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, it's gray more often. I don't know. How to, it's still great. It does rain occasionally, um, maybe 80% of the days there's one kind of downpour, but I mean, come on, you can't complain too much. These are first world problems, right? Right, so I'll just bring the poncho. We got a bunch of shouts, uh, travel plans like we were talking about. You're coming out to Bali in February. I'm going to both Vietnam and the Philippines. We still we have to talk about after the call. And of course, we were on the phone for like three hours before we hit the record button just cannot get away from just everything that's happening. So, um, we do yeah, lots of new plans. We're trying to work out. I think this is going to be a good trip to Asia. We've got a lot to accomplish. I'm looking forward to hanging out with Alyssa, obviously, and David and you. Yeah. And then, uh, man, we've got some cool projects that we're thinking about starting as well. Wow. Too much stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, Rob Walling and Mike Tabor are throwing microconf. Um, that's at the end of April. I would really recommend trying to get one of those 128 slots to microcomp if you can. I don't think I think they're down gonna... like um, yesterday. They were down to like 72 or something. It's in Los Angeles, or excuse me, it's in Las Vegas. Right. I would love to go. I think I'm just going to take a pass this year. But uh, man, I I couldn't recommend that more. Speaking of Rob Walling, uh, he was on texting the other day, and he told like for an hour and 20 minutes long form. He told the story of how he bought Hittail. Everything yeah. from the exploration, the negotiation to the turnaround. And it was like so, so cool, so educational. It was a great like hour and 20 minutes. You know, I, I, I was thinking like halfway through it, I was like, this is amazing. I just love podcasting. The guys at TechSing are great too. Um, so do check out that episode. Speaking of podcasting, Ian, uh, we just cannot get enough of the five-star reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much um, to Dan at Marble Fitness for saying, Dan and Ian, don't pull any punches. They deliver exactly what they think in their own baller style. Thanks to Cam Collins, uh, top-notch content, five stars. Um, And we got another five-star review from Homesick for the PH. Oh, that sounds like a (laughs) (laughs) scorpion. Dan and Ian pump out absolutely free information. That is so helpful. Thank you guys. Well, thank you. Homesick for the PH. We're going to be heading there in a couple weeks. Ian, it's always good to get back. Speaking of Cam Collins, 
Uh, thank you so much, Cam. I was reading a thread in the in the DC the other day. The Dynamite Circles are private, paid for membership forum, and he was comparing us to. Um, the producers club over at Twist. So, you know, Jason Calacanis, one of our crazy people that we look up to, he was saying, you know, he's a member of both groups and he eventually left the Twist group. And he said, it, does, it and I quote, it wasn't the kind of community that we have here at the DC. It doesn't have that feeling where we're all in this thing together, uh, where we can create lifestyle independence, vet product ideas, discuss health and fitness hacks, etc. Um, it has nowhere near the value that the DC has. I feel like I've got a like-minded accountability partners and it's all because of this forum and the great people who've been drawn to it. And the thing about Cam that's like, uh, he's so smart. Uh, he's such an inspirational guy to have be a part of the, uh, part of the uh, community because, you know, he's totally legit. <laughs> he's like running, right. a, running a ridiculously uh, successful company. I don't know how much in detail we should go into it, but uh, anyway, I, it's awesome to hear that from you, Cam. So thank you so much for supporting everything that we do. And if that sounds like something you guys would be interested in, the DC is relatively inexpensive and it's a money back guarantee. But again, it's only for uh, established entrepreneurs. Yeah. And like we said in the past, we're just kind of there to hang out, to have fun and to grow our business. And that's basically what everybody else is there for too. It's like a very low pressure environment. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what makes it successful is everybody kind of gets out of it what they put in. Straight chilling. All right. Let's yeah. get on the meat and potatoes. Today, we're going to answer some listener questions, Ian. Love the listener questions. Speaking of listeners, Justin from CubeSapien.com. That's like Cube homo sapien but not the homo no homo cube no sapien.com let's listen to justin hey guys my name is justin crypto um i was listening to the podcast heard that you never hear from any of your listeners or at least 99 percent of them don't contact you so i thought what the hell i'll give you guys a ring uh to give you a little background i uh i'm trying to get into the blogosphere currently by day i am a aerospace engineer for the government by night, I am a CrossFit trainer. Um, as an engineer, I, I definitely have an interest in bringing my, some of my ideas to market um, and really have been putting a lot more emphasis on my content versus marketing. And to give you an idea of what that content is, my blog right now is called cubesapien.com. That's cubicle plus level sapien.com. And what it does is it's for anyone who used to be an athlete and now works at a desk. If you spend so much time at your desk that you lose your ability to perform, you lose your mobility, you lose your athleticism, this blog is for you. I will, I, what I do is I look at um, experiments to try to improve mobility and productivity during the day. Uh, I just finished the first experiment, which was standing at work, standing at my desk for eight hours a day for 30 days to look at uh, how that would affect my athleticism outside and also my work in the cubicle. So that's my website, that's the blog. It's cubesapien.com. Uh, check it out. Love the podcast, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. So Justin is an aerospace engineer. He's obviously very smart. Dude, I, just a quick look at his site tells me um, it's got a lot of potential. So the fundamental question here is, if I build the content, will they come? Um, first things first, Justin, I cannot subscribe to your RSS feed, so we've got a fundamental technology issue. Second thing, I would drop the ads. You're not making any money off of these ads, and they, you know, they decrease the value that I see in your site when I show up there. Yeah, they're pissing me off. So the the biggest thing about this idea is, 
I think this is, you know, I, I, I always tell blog listeners, you know, or podcast listeners, send me your blog concept. I'll give you win or lose. You know, I'll tell you whether it's going to win or lose. When I look at this, I kind of go, yeah, it's a winner. I kind of, I'm easing into it. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely got something because here's the thing. I agree that this is a big problem. The problem is fundamentally, I'm at my stand-up desk right now, Justin, because I, I recognize this problem. I recognize that being at a computer all day long is changing my physiology in a fundamental way. And I, yes. I'd love to combat that if I could. The problem is, and I, and you know, one of our good buddies here, Justin Hayes, is just an absolute expert in this. You've got to connect with Justin Hayes, Justin. Um, Justin Hayes is in the D.C. That's where you connect with him. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, the great thing about this concept is that every blog post could essentially be a sales pitch for one of these products. And the products are pretty expensive. Like it could be a kettlebell. It could be one of these foam rollers that I'm looking, they're retailing for $80. It could be a Zio. You're talking about sleep here. Yeah. So I think, you know, Justin, what I would do if this were my blog, first off, I drop the Twitter feed. I drop all the ads. The current experiment doesn't make any sense because you don't explain what's going on. I think you need to be clearer. Uh, for the productive office athlete, not good enough. I think you need to frame up the problem. What's the problem? My body is deteriorating because of my office. My performance is deteriorating. My longevity is deteriorating. You help me combat that. What I want with this content is not these experiments. I don't want to watch you run experiments. We don't have time for that. That's like a luxury you can do like two years from now. Right now, if you want to get this blog off the ground, I think you have to have more insistent content. You need to frame up the problems I'm having. All right, I'm having lower right side lumbar pain from looking at um, uh, you know, my computer too long. I want you to tell me exactly why I developed that, what the consequences of such a development are, and how we can get to solving that and working towards a better outcome immediately. The thing about it is, and this is something that Justin was very clear to me, is that there are you know, a very small group of people in the world who know about this kind of information right now. Yeah. And it's not been disseminated well. If you go to the blogs for the personal trainers who know about this stuff, um, you cannot understand what they're talking about. And so Justin, I think what you can do is you can give me a prescription. All right, Dan, you're sort of interested in this. You want to do something about it. Here's how you start to approach it. You buy this foam roller and you do this stuff and then get back to me and we'll start a little community around it. That's correct. And so trying to, I think, you know, for the productive office athlete, I think trying to sell to the guys that are already in shape, I think that's a little bit of a tougher sell. Trying to sell to a guy um, that might be a little bit more out of shape right. um, and teaching them how they can get into shape with these products or these methods. I think that's kind of the approach that you want to take. By the way, the uh, the office athlete, you know this guy, right? He's like super quirky in the office. Yes. He's got like one of these, he's got one of these balls that he sits on all day. He's and, got the pill case there. He does push-ups yeah. in the middle of the, he, ta- he, he sits at his desk after lunch sweating because he just went and took a run and there's no shower. I know that right. guy. He's the one that petitions for the shower to get built into the office. And so. Ian and I are the guys sitting there with like bags under our eyes and monster energy drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Hey, Justin, this is a great niche. Uh, you know, you're obviously a smart dude. There's, there's no reason you can't make this happen. But the fundamental issue, if you build the content, will they come? No. You have to build the right kind of content that's insistent and gives me solutions to the problems that I'm having. I don't need another blogger to follow their experience. That's not a problem that I'm currently experiencing. The problem that I have is that I have chronic knee pain and I know it's from bad posture and I think that you might be able to help me out, man. 
All right, thanks so much for the question. Second question from Jay. Jay says, I've recently finished college and I've started an online marketing agency, but I'm not living the four hour work week. I'm working 10 plus hour days. I wanna be with you guys in Bali. How do I get there? Ian, how does this guy get to the four hour work week? Uh, I'd say probably a thousand days will get you there. Thousand days. Hopefully a thousand days. So this didn't happen for us right away either. We're still working 10 plus hours. I still work 10 plus hours because I love to work 10 plus hours. But Jay, if you don't like to work 10 plus hours, you might have to put in 10 plus hours to get to the point where you don't have to work 10 plus hours. Yeah, you know, the four hour work week starts with our hero, Mr. Timothy Ferris, on the verge of mental breakdown. And so where does the four hour work week come from? It comes from an insane amount of hustle at the beginning. Um, and so, you know, my advice to you, man, is if, if 10 hours ain't cutting it, work 12. You know, take the extra two and look into more leveraged ways to generate income. So if you're an online marketing agency, I'm instantly looking at what's the SEO formula that you're using? Uh, Are you using private link networks? You know, is that something that you could sell to people? Is there some particular technique that you've found that's effective? Is there a way that you can scale that as a product, take that extra two hours every day and start getting products into your agency? That's a way to scale it and to cut down your working time, or just to basically create more leveraged income. But I think the thing is, Jay, is that like Ian said, both of us, we're not rich guys and we're still working a lot. Um, And so, you know, evolving your work to stuff that you love is important because most of the successful people that I see, they love their work and they're not sitting on the beach drinking Mai Tais. Although a few Mai Tais are in order. Absolutely. How did you guys finally get disciplined to start working all day long at this stuff? What is the mental process that you work through to make yourself crush it every day? Good question. That's from Nate. uh, That's from Nate. Nate. So Nate, I guess the question I would be asking you is what do you find more interesting than the work you're doing all day? What is it that you're trying to escape? Um, So if you're having problems with discipline, if you're having problems sitting in front of the computer or uh, talking on the phone with somebody for 8, 10, 12 hours a day, what is it you'd rather be doing and why are you not doing that? So if you're just working to be able to play golf all day, why don't you figure out a way to incorporate golf into what you want to do all day? Yeah, I mean, and that's part of this idea of, you know, finding your five hours we used to talk about back in the day, this idea of kind of trusting your instinct of following the path that you find intrinsically valuable. You know, in the case of like Ian and I, like that's, Writing and podcasting are two things that I think we both see as intrinsically valuable. You know, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Those things are worth having done at all. Same thing with building businesses. Same thing with hiring people. Same thing with coming out with new products. Like doing that work in and of itself is its own justification. It's, it's fun to be industrious. It's fun to build. And I think, Nate, what the... I didn't always have this idea. I mean, I used to be more of a consumer, maybe a guy who would watch TV or movies more. And what I started to see is there was a positive reinforcement chain. It's like, all right, well, I make something in the world and all of a sudden um, it changes my relationships and it changes the way I feel and it changes the way people think about me. And all of a sudden this is getting pretty good. And that experience of doing the work in and of itself is thrilling. And yes. it's, it's a growth, you know, it's, it, it's so I love that challenge and I think the positive feedback start to start to build up. So I think the idea is just, uh, you know, find something fundamentally that you like to do, whether that's helping people. I mean, fundamentally, that's what businesses do, Ian, right? They pool yes. resources uh, that help other people get what they want. 
So maybe the first step is just to help other people get what they want and start letting that feedback loop start to build up. Real quick on the lifestyle point here, I just pointed, I just started to talk about golf a little bit. Maybe it's different for everybody. For me, it might be riding motorcycles or racing motorcycles. Uh, I think you'll find if you do like a mini retirement and you go play golf every day for the next six months, you will be sick of golf. And so I think a lot of people work and they kind of fantasize about playing golf all day or something like that. Um, the f- truth of the matter is, if you do it every day, you're not going to love it as much as you. I love the idea of doing it every day. Spoken, Trust me, I've done things like that. Spoken like a man who does not play golf. <laughs> Just re- <laughs> not true. Disagree 100%. Let's move on to the next question. I love your insights. On, I, I would love your insights on when it's necessary to start or, an incorporation. Uh, Jim has been running AccentHelp.com. Jim's got a really cool little business going. He's been a sole proprietor since 06. He's got no employees, but he does do some contract work through Elance. So he's got a little bit of in and out cash flow thing. Uh, what would you guys see as the determining factors of my status? Man, I'm sniffing this this uh, suntan lotion, man. It just makes my heart flutter. I don't know what it is about the suntan lotion. It just, just reminds me of, um, of the good times. So here's my issue uh, with what Jim's up to. Probably with that kind of business, Jim's not going to see a lot of tax benefits from setting up a corporation. So right. all things being equal, you know, he's probably going to make the same amount of money. He'll probably make a little bit less if he sets up a corporation because he'll have to do some overhead stuff. Unless he wants to invest some time in, in you know, creative financial modeling, which doesn't sound like he wants to do. He sounds like a busy guy. He's focused on his clients and his work. Um, now, what I would suggest is a little bit of diversification. So, Right, a little bit of legal distance maybe. Yeah, so the, what I would suggest is going and getting an LLC. Because all things being equal, why not separate out your business legally from other stuff like your house or your job income? I think that's a good practice in and of itself. It's relatively cheap. And here's the biggest thing. What getting that LLC set up is going to do is it's going to get you started down that path of uh, asset protection. And it's going to get you sitting in front of an accountant who can help you with your business for maybe five to 10 hours a year. Just sitting in that accountant's office is a great way to get you started on that path towards like wealth, you know, long-term wealth protection. And so I think that's a conversation that's just like worth having in and of itself. And that's why I would, although the chances might be pretty low that Jim's going to get sued or that, you know, someone's going to go after his home or whatever, I think it's just good practice because it's not that expensive and it's quite enriching to get that knowledge under your belt. And it's going to be more important, Jim, in a couple of years when st- everything starts to blow up, man, it's going to be great that you've started to get that, the, you know, the grease on those LLC wheels, the grease on that accountant wheels, and you start to understand how this stuff works better. Not, I'm not suggesting that you don't know this stuff, but I, I love the idea of sort of getting that involved in those kinds of practices because those are the practices of the wealthy and those are the kinds of conversations that you're going to need to be able to have. Yeah, it's going to it's going to set you up for a lot of different options down the road, including you've got an online business. So maybe it makes sense to set up an incorporation overseas. Right. And that we got to do a whole episode on that coming up. So we'll pull together something in the next couple of months there. Let's do one more question, Ian. Thank you, Jim, for that. We've got a question from Ryan, who does local SEO in San Antonio. He runs 
uh, an SEO business. And the issue is, is that he's having a very difficult time getting his clients to make referrals for him. So, you know, referrals are a great way to get business. How do you get them? Well, here's the thing. Asking for your clients for referrals sucks. We've had this conversation actually with our own business. We've got a product line that we're trying to figure out how to push more locally. Yeah. And so we're kicking out around ideas about um, referrals and things like that. And it does suck because uh, you're, you're asking your customers to sell your products for you. And that's not something that they signed up for. You want them to talk about your products freely, but you don't want to force them to talk about them. Yeah, it's so like it's, it's like great it, when you get testimonials and things like that. It sucks when you have to send out an email asking for testimonials. So I think the best thing to do is to set it up so it's easy for them to give you feedback in, in a way that you don't even actually have to ask for it. Well, it's such a it's such a crappy structure to a conversation. It's like, hey, thanks for paying me a bunch of money. And can you do something for me now? <laughs> it's right. just like it doesn't it doesn't line up. I mean, one of the ways that Brendan Tully from the search engine shop.com.au, I think, mentioned a uh, fantastic DC, a really smart dude. He was on this program where he said, I run a local SEO company. I get on the phone with my clients every month and my retention and my total um, bills have gone way up. And I think what you do is you change the character of the relationship. All of a sudden, it's not so transactional. It's more of like a partnership kind of relationship. I think if you frame those conversations that way, the referrals are going to come much quicker. Um, another way um, is to, 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 to just to just follow up on that point. You've got it's a lot easier in conversation to ask that kind of question because nobody yes. has to write an email to you. Nobody has to send you a letter. I could just say, "Well, Dan, uh, you know, I'm thinking about expanding in in the area. Do you know of anybody else? Oh, yeah, I know of uh, XYZ company. Boom. Next thing, two sure. seconds. They didn't even think that you were asking them for a referral. They just thought you were asking them a question. Absolutely. And that's the way to do it because if you're sending those little emails to them, they're seeing you ask for something and they're probably just making the big fat sigh. Like, oh man, I can't believe this. You know, I just paid this guy money. He's supposed to be working for me. Right. <laughs> but absolutely. And the other way you could do it, Ian, is you could look for ways to delight your customers. And this is the classic Seth Godin, be remarkable. And, and the concept of being remarkable, as you look at the word, it's like something worth remarking about. So what's something that you could do that's going to have your clients talk about you? Now, I've got this great guy, uh, you know, Ryan in San Antonio, he sends me flowers every six months or something to my wife. It's ridiculous. And then he starts talking about you. So do something worth remarking about. So anyway, speaking of remarks, thank you so much for writing into us. We always appreciate your emails, your shouts, your calls, your tweets, all that stuff. Let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny jokes section. All right, Ian, I've got a couple things I want to share with the audience. Um, everybody, I think people are like hip to the idea that we've been kind of kicking around this idea with smart drugs in our group of friends. And we've got a podcast about that over at the Tropical MBA. Um, one thing that's really been blowing up in the DC forum lately is the use of coconut oil. And mm -hmm. the cool thing about coconut oil is it's it's basically the way I, it's been described to me, um, the Bulletproof executive guys like really into this kind of stuff. It's like these healthy fats that everybody's going crazy about. And apparently, um, you know, coconut oil is just really good for your brain. It's really good for your skin. It has natural SPF uh, qualities. Um, it's really cheap. Uh, you can cook with it. You can do anything with it. You know, you, you can use it as a lotion. And so uh, I've been playing around with it. And what people are basically saying is it kind of levels out your blood sugar and gives you a really clean energy boost. Similar, 
effects to what they're experiencing from taking modafinil, which is a wakefulness and vigilance drug. They're saying they're getting similar results from taking all-natural coconut oil. Um, so I think it's definitely worth experimenting with because it's only a few bucks down at a local pharmacy or health food store. And then, uh, yeah, just take a couple of teaspoons a day and let me know if it had any impact on you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this out myself. Uh, it seems like an interesting small thing that you can do to increase your health. Yeah, I like these little these little hacks that everybody's teaching me. So I'm experimenting with, and I'd be curious to see if you have any uh, similar insights about coconut oil, or if there's something similar that you guys do um, that maybe you think Ian and I should play around with a little bit. One more thing I'd like to share. This is really cool, and this is a, an application for iPhone and Android called WhatsApp. And this application is being used by all kinds of location-independent entrepreneurs, and it's really, really rad. Um, Ian, I'm assuming you're familiar with BlackBerry Messenger. It's yeah, this is kind of similar to to Haytel. I was on the Haytel bandwagon a while back. Yeah. So the, the what's different about WhatsApp is if you're a WhatsApp user, you can text anybody, anywhere, anytime, so long as you have. Uh, the following requirements. You need a internet connection, either through 3G Edge or Wi-Fi. You need a SIM card somewhere in the world. You need a phone number to associate it with, and you need a smartphone. So if you have those three things, um, you can text anybody for free anywhere. And baller. it's super baller. I mean, I'm not joking. So I'll tell you, I have this old iPhone, right? It doesn't even have a SIM card in it. And I have this junky point, like, you know, Nokia phone. I go into WhatsApp. I put in my Nokia phone number into WhatsApp. They send me a confirmation. So my WhatsApp's confirmed. All of a sudden, I get a text message from my buddy in Thailand saying, what's up? And he sends me a Google map and a picture of where he is. So that's the coolest thing. You can send pictures, Google maps. You can send video. I mean, and you can do it in groups. So now I have a group on WhatsApp. I have a buddy in Bangkok, myself here in Bali, and two friends in New York City. And we have a group chat that goes on all day long amongst the three of us, four of us, sending pictures and videos and jokes to each other and stuff. And it's like be, almost like being in the same room with everybody. Do you guys, uh, when you get on the app at first, do you go, WhatsApp? <laughs> you know, I know I've gone on a little bit about this, but it was kind of amazing. It's, you know, I don't even know how it works. Like when I got on there, all of a sudden my friends, they knew I was on, I guess because my Indonesian phone number was in their smartphone. And all of a sudden they just start messaging uh -huh. me and they're, and they're just saying, Hey, how you doing? What's the weather like in Bali? And, uh, it's pretty cool little application. So that's WhatsApp. We'll link you to that. That's for Android and iPhone. Thank you for joining us on the lifestyle business podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Will you be here in Bali for next week's episode? Or, uh, yeah? uh, good question. Let me look at the calendar here. Ooh, <laughs> Let's I so. might, I might be. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.